Hey lady, I'm Jamie and this is the Everyday Queen podcast. Have you ever had the feeling that you are destined for so much more from your life? Like you know you're here to do epic things and really make a difference, but there's something inside you that holds you back and keeps you playing in your comfort zone. If this sounds familiar, I want you to know you are totally in the right place. I created this podcast to share the stories of women just like you. Women who have faced the trials and tribulations of life, overcome their limiting beliefs, and are now bringing their vision boards to life. In between these epic interviews, I will share with you my own ponderings and stories, coupled with actionable tips and tricks on how you can shift your doubt into pure, inspired action towards your dreams. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey lady, welcome back to the Queen Panel series where nothing is off limits. We discuss your real issues in life, love and business. It is everything you never knew you needed in a podcast series. We like to say the perfect combination of inspiration, education and entertainment. And of course, I'm here with my beautiful panel, Beck from Virtual Vibrance and Samantha from The Business Collective. Ladies, we have such an exciting episode today. I'm pretty sure I said last time that it was exciting and this one's exciting and pretty much everything we do is just exciting. So buckle up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So today we are talking about self-care and anyone who knows me knows I love a good rant on the self-care topic because nothing shits me more than seeing people posting hashtag self-care Sunday all over their Instagram and it's this bougie bubble bath, big, massive routine that some people just don't have time to do. And if that is how you practice self-care, that is totally cool. I am not calling you out. What I am calling out is the fact that that is not what your self-care routine has to look like. Last episode, we spoke all about boundaries, expectations, and setting your own rules. And the same thing applies to self-care. What I practice for self-care looks different to how Samantha practices self-care, which looks different to how Beck practices self-care. So like I said, I've already done an entire episode on this. So you should go back and listen to that. But also I thought that it would be a great topic to bring to the panel to give you some other ideas and actually dive into some things that I didn't cover on my podcast episode. So on that note, I'm going to bring forth Samantha to start us off because her self-care regime is actually very different to anyone else that I know. And I know that she has some really important topics that she wants to bring forth to everyone today. Yes. Hi. Yeah, look, self-care is really interesting. I just actually did a bit of a Google just to see what the actual definition of self-care is. And we've got a couple here. So we've got the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. So I think that we're probably more focused on that second one um, in this conversation along the lines of taking that active role in protecting one's own self-care and well-being and happiness. What is happening here? Sorry, everyone. I just saw (laughs) 11-11. 
oh okay I'm like I can see Jamie's laughing and I can see a notification and there's something going on and Jamie's uh, Jamie's 11 11ing everybody so um <laughs> I'm thinking if, anyone if you who know doesn't, you know yeah it is literally if you know you know but I see like ones and 11 11 11 I actually saw six ones the other night which is just a whole new level of magic but I spied it and I had to screenshot it and send it to Beck because she just loves when I share this stuff and she was dying so then I was dying and sorry we just interrupted oh the entire episode oh my god you guys are so rude <laughs> I don't know why I continue to put up with you oh. no well welcome welcome to real talk on the podcast literally today. this is the uh, this is the shit that happens behind the scenes but 11 11 is magic so the fact 11, that we're recording at 11 11 and talking about self-care at 11 11 is a massive sign for anyone listening so Unless you live in Adelaide and it's actually 1041, then there's really nothing going on. Well, the magic is only for Queenslanders. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else don't bother. I I have to wait another 28 minutes for my magic to come in. (laughs) I'll keep you all posted. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that second one really, um, that active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness Um, because I do think that's what it's all about. And I definitely do love a bubble bath um, as much as the next person. I know um, a big old, I want to say bowl of wine, not even a glass of wine, a bowl of wine, a book and a bath. There's your three Bs. Um, I think that's a really, really good way to kind of wind down. But I think we need to look at self-care, not just as those tiny little moments that we take for ourselves, but look at it on a larger scale of things as well. So I know exercise is a really big form of self-care for a lot of people. Um, I think we can safely rule that out for the three of us. Um, but for a lot of people, they are obsessed with, you know, their 6am Pilates and, and all that jazz. And that is brilliant. But the big primary thing that I do for my self-care is I see my psychologist. Um, and it's something that I want to talk to you guys about today. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to kind of run through the process involved in engaging a psychologist um, and I guess some of the reasons behind it as well because I suppose um, I think we think of therapy or people who go to a psychologist uh, are people who have undergone you know really significant trauma or, or life events or you know they've or, they, or they've got a problem. You know, that's, I think, how we kind of look at it. And therefore, I think when we look at it internally, it's kind of like, well, I don't need to go because I don't have a problem. And I think that there's something that just kind of needs to end. So first of all, the process. So um, I went to my GP and got a mental health plan. If you are here in Australia, there is a significant amount of funding available for mental health through Medicare. Um, So your first step is that, however, make sure your GP knows you're coming in to discuss a mental health plan uh, because you do need to allocate a longer session to be able to complete the necessary paperwork, questionnaires, et cetera, et cetera to go through and qualify um, that. Secondly, um, unfortunately, we are in the middle of a pandemic. So there's kind of a few different ways to go about it. There are clinics um, and psychologists who are available under that Medicare scheme completely free of charge. However, everyone's engaging these services at the moment. So you can kind of have like a six-month wait to get into these free 
um, clinics. I chose not to do that. Um, I did my own research on a few different clinics and uh, practices and therapists to see who I thought I would kind of gel with. Um, I also have private health insurance. So personally, my out-of-pocket expense every time I see my psychologist is around that kind of mark just to give you an idea but you can literally call places and say I'm coming through on a mental health plan will there be any gap are they taking on new clients everyone's been super helpful during that process when I was trying to find a psychologist Um, so definitely don't be afraid to kind of make those calls I'm sure they get a hundred of them a day um, and they'll be able to talk you through sort of availability and any out-of-pocket expense that you might get you do also then have to check back in with your GP after six sessions um, to keep qualifying and I believe at this point in time there is a total of 20 sessions subsidized or fully funded by Medicare available so that's just a bit about kind of the hows um the why for me I guess I have a lot of stress um and I carry a lot of stress um I have a complete inability to turn off my brain um and it was something that was really starting to just impact on the quality of my life um I was really noticing when I was like watching a movie or even being you know intimate I would still be running through like shopping lists and oh my god I need to pay my rego tomorrow and just any other thought that should not be entering your mind during those sorts of periods of time and it was really impacting on my quality of life to be able to enjoy those moments and take a step back and slow down so that was kind of a trigger point for me as to why I was like I don't think that this is the way that I need to live my life. I don't think this is the only way that my brain can work or that I can work. So that's something that I do for myself. Um, and it's actually great. You know, you uh, you probably be, I mean, I feel like some people be surprised. Some people won't be surprised by just like the catharticness of being able to talk to a completely objective objective third party um in regards to kind of what's going on in your mind um you know you can be quite open and quite honest um and just really get some great insight um which I think has really helped me as well definitely kind of identified a few underlying um I don't want to say issues a few underlying issues uh for me uh which guides a lot of my decisions guides a lot of my thoughts and the way that I sort of respond to things and um, react or or overreact to situations as well. So it's a really interesting thing to do. So if you have access or you think that perhaps um, you're not mentally living your life to the fullest, um, it's a really, really great thing to go down. It's, It's not that hard either. Like you don't need to go to your GP and spin a bunch of crap you know I basically went in and said um what I just said to you guys you know I'm really having these obtrusive thoughts all the time I can't slow down I can't switch off I'm constantly running like a little rat on a wheel um and and that was enough so you know don't think that you need to have catastrophic trauma or catastrophic mental health issues to be able to access this stuff really any normal person with any level of anxiety or concern can access these services so don't think that they're not available um so that was a really that's probably like my kind of biggest thing I do for self-care um the other self-care thing that I really do is um talk to you girls 
that's my biggest thing. Like I've been really fortunate that we all either kind of work from home or have babies. So everyone's super been like super accessible over the last sort of 18 months to two years where I've really needed everyone. Um, and there's something so amazing about just having phone calls with you girls and, you know, having that download for an hour or two and, you know, no one would sit there and be like, oh, a phone call is a great form of self-care. But but for me, it is. It does wonders um, for my attitude. I have such a great time. We have a few laughs. You know, we, we bitch and whinge about everything for an hour or four. Um, and it's great. So that's, that's something that I really, really enjoy that I guess is probably outside of the normal scope of self-care. Um, and I think that that's really important because – you know, as I said in that definition, it's protecting one's own well-being and happiness. So it's about you and it's about yourself. And like we said in the last episode when we were talking about boundaries, it's about what feels right and good for you. You know, if everyone's saying go for a run, go to yoga and have a bath, but you can't think of anything worse, well, then that's not self-care for you. And I think that's really important about playing around and experimenting to find what really works for you personally. I think that's what really comes into it. It's called self-care. Do what's right for yourself. Like for me, I'm, I'm, I go to boxing once a week. I like to just smash out. Can I just say, you don't want to be on the other side of her boxing bag. Have been there. (laughs) It's not fun for you. (laughs) Yes. Um, even my trainer, um, if there's only me going, Beck doesn't she, get paired with anyone. <laughs> no, I actually get paired up now because my trainer, who actually this Thursday yesterday when I was uh, sorry, yeah Thursday when I was supposed to go, I was going to be the only one there, and she goes, my shoulders aren't going to hack it today. I can't, I can't meet against you for the day and for the hour. And I was like, okay, so boxing bag outside it is. So that's what I had to do because yeah, I have quite a strong punch. Anyways, that's. Total side note. Anger and anger <laughs> issues, it seems. That yeah. has a lot to get out. Yeah. Have you considered a, a um, psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I like my um just beating beating it out. It's it's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely a big <laughs> advocate for um bubble baths as well. I'm sort of like Sam, except minus the wine um the book in a bubble bath um and I'm most likely gonna have a vodka instead (laughs) yeah I'm I'm not a wine drinker so I'll take the vodka but yeah like and like even my own self-care also comes in with being organized so as you said Sam like your brain my brain doesn't turn off either I'm always thinking I've got to do this and I've got to do that so I find brain dumping it into a notebook or into I use Asana putting everything in there that as soon as I think and I'm like right get it down as soon as I can then I don't have to think about it again because I know it's it's documented somewhere so as strange as that might sound as, as uh, self-care um I don't know method it, it actually works because I don't have to keep constantly going over it and then that's protecting my well-being 
Yeah, it's just getting it out of your mind, isn't it? Yeah. And I know like one thing I can attest to too with um, Samantha's self-care and I know like Beck and I, we do this all day. I do it with Sam. I um, have created a Facebook group in hopes that other women can come there and do the same. And that is that community aspect and that having people to literally just download to like how many times a day do we send voice messages that sometimes just go off on complete rants and tangents that have nothing to do with business like we say they're business calls but they're really not um but it's really just a way of getting it out of your mind because there's something so magic like you said sam and just getting that out getting it out whether it's on paper whether it's invoice whether it's to a third party it just needs to come out of your mind yeah totally and just a quick like public service announcement on that for the other lovers of um voice notes messenger sucks um whatsapp go to whatsapp (laughs) um you can record for what seems to be an unlimited amount of time um and it just is so much less glitchy doesn't cut you off after 60 seconds and it's just great so if you're like us and love a voice memo in the group chat Go over to WhatsApp because seriously, Facebook Messenger sucks. Yeah, can I uh, to that? The best part is Facebook owns WhatsApp. So, oh, really? Yeah, WhatsApp is a Facebook family. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Share the quality technology. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, well, that could be the thing. Like, we have already found the issue with in Messenger. That's for short messages, and you, if your screen goes. If your screen turns off, so does the message, and then you can't go back to where you were. Even if you're at 58 seconds of the 60-second clip, you have to listen to the whole 58 again to get to the last two. Whereas, yeah, they're sort of just, we've now cross-promoted them into another app that Facebook owns. So, yeah. Mm. There you go. Fun fun facts of the world. Exactly. Which is totally off-tangent, so let's get back on topic later. I feel like we have done really well to, like, all our previous episodes, we've had very few tangents, so. We did. We've done well. You You know what, though, for the listeners at home, I reckon it's because we're doing two back to back yes recording yes that's why we're going off we're going off a little bit but yes let's let's pull it back pull it back together Um, i mean jamie that is the the back to back today is actually a little bit on organization and self-care so i haven't really announced this yet because it's not really something that needs to be announced but i am about to relocate back out to central queensland from the beautiful sunshine coast so like Beck said, with being organized, being part of her self-care regime, that is very much part of mine. And it's a way to help me stay on track and to continue to be able to show up no matter what is going on in my life. So we have chosen today to do two back-to-back episodes that will obviously be released separately. So nobody's even going to (laughs) know had we have not pointed it out. Um, But that was so that we were organized. And it's the same as my social media content. I have, I showed Beck the other day so she can attest to this being true. I have about 20 reels that I have created and saved in drafts so that I can continue to put my content out. And I've got my Plannerly set up so that it can auto post any... um, static posts for me because being organized for me is really important if you came to my house and saw my house at the moment you would be like she's a liar and totally call me out because it does not look like I'm an organized person but I swear that I really am it's organized chaos you know where everything at the moment no at the moment it is organized chaos um and the other thing is 
as simple as organizing your meals for the week. So I did a video on Instagram, it was months ago now, about how I actually prep for the week. And it doesn't always look the same. Some weeks it is just a meal plan that goes up on my fridge so I don't have to think about what I'm cooking for dinner every night. Other weeks I've actually prepped all of the vegetables in containers with the days on them. So I don't have to do, yes, Sam, that's what I do. It's That's it's a so aggressive. You asked me. Um, when you have an eight-month-old, you'll understand. <laughs> but that's what I do to try and save time. And it's really just about saving thought energy. Other weeks, I've already prepped food, so I literally don't have to cook. I just defrost something from the freezer. That is what self-care looks like for me. On the very, very, very odd occasion, you'll catch me in a bath with a wine and a book, but that's just not my style. I prefer to be out and go for a walk, chill at the beach, hang out with other people, go for a coffee. Like there is so much to self-care. And I think, like you said at the beginning, Sam, it really is just about what works for you and what makes you feel good. And I know when I first started my business and started learning about morning routines, I thought it was like the best thing ever. And I went on this like massive morning routine thing. And I literally used to get up at five and I would light a candle and I journal and have a coffee and do all this beautiful stuff. And it's just not realistic for me anymore. Number one, because I have a child who doesn't sleep through the night. And number two, because I have a child who gets up with me and try journaling with an eight month old crawling over you. It is far from the harmonious thing that people make it out to be. So copying other people's morning routines or self-care routines, it just doesn't work. It's, it's not the same. Their life isn't the same as yours. What works for them doesn't always work for you. They're on different time frames. Like I personally can't think of anything worse than getting up at 5 a.m. and meditating for two hours on the beach that I know some people absolutely love. And I know, Sam, you're huge on the complete detest of <laughs> meditation. It's not your jam at all. Like, but your thing uh, is meditation and journaling can just take a running jump. Yeah, I would do yeah. journaling. No. I love journaling. And the other thing that we haven't touched on is if you're not in the position where you are willing or wanting to open up and go down the path of therapy, this is where having a mindset coach or someone in the coaching industry to, to just talk to or to have their supporting you and kind of seeing like your blind spots can be super beneficial as well. So I always have multiple coaches on the go. Um, I also am part of multiple memberships that I use for self-care and learning and personal development. And for me, that's where I thrive and that's how I thrive. So I am in a bad routine of it at the moment, but I usually try once a week to jump on to a live coaching call with one of my coaches and we do pure mindset work. And it is very different to therapy where we don't actually talk about our problems. We literally just accept that that's there and we unplug from it. So that's my path because that works for me. But I know that for some people, you need to talk your stuff through. And that's totally cool. Like, like we keep saying, it's about finding what works for you and knowing what's available to you and not being scared to, to say that that's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important too, is to have that um, 
remove the fear and be open to what works for you. Um, you know, I, if I had a dollar for every time I tried to journal, oh, Lord, um, it's 11.02, Rebecca. <laughs> We're still on this 11.11 crap, guys. We're, we're never filming two back-to-back podcasts ever again. Um, but, no, it's it's really important to not be afraid of things, be open to things, and, again, just really kind of go with your gut. So I know, like, so even with my psychologist, she wants me to journal. I said no thank you. Um, and our compromise was... Um, with stuff that comes up um, or I've been talking to my family a lot, getting a lot of info about like what I was like as a child and stuff. I actually just take notes in my phone. Previously when I've gone through crap as well, um, another thing that I got told to try was video diaries. That can be another. Yeah. So I know we've kind of gone off topic a little bit here. No, it's still self-care. Video diaries. So you know how like when you were... Ha! Um, yeah, just trying to survive life, guys. Um, you know when you were a kid, and or well, not like a kid, but say you were like a teenager, and you had your first love, and then they broke your heart. So then you'd sit there and like write a letter to them or whatever, and like do a ceremonial burning because we're all woo woo when we were fifteen. It's like the equivalent of that as a dollar. So do a video diary. So if there's something like you want to say to someone or yourself or your previous self, your your parents, if you have a traumatic relationship with parents, whatever it might be, if journaling does not feel organic to you, try video diaries because I can obviously talk under wet cement and I did find it really, really cathartic. Um, and then the only challenge is don't dwell on them. So I would like, record it watch it feel everything and then delete it because you don't need to kind of go back on on that sort of stuff it's just another way to download which as we know is a really really great way to self-care I think that deleting is important too because it's again getting a bit woo-woo but it's very ritualistic like when you're getting it out and then you know you're going through it you let yourself feel it and then the deleting is you letting it go because it's all good and well to feel these things and to have these things happen. You can't sit and and dwell in them and let them take over everything. Part of self-care is being able to work through that stuff and letting it go so that you can keep your cup full and you can continue to show up as the best you. Because the whole point of us sharing this was that as business owners particularly if you're not looking after you you're not showing up as the best you which means that your business isn't getting the best version of you and your clients aren't getting the best version of you what's the point Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I feel like this comes back into our previous podcast which was making your own rules so yes I know like I set my rules that I only or I set my expectations that with my clients that I'm not going to be working 24-7 for you because I need time to myself. Yeah. I need time to reset. I'm not going to work seven days a week. I'm only working whatever days I choose to work. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And that's your that's your choice. Like, yeah. like we said, it, it's about you and what works for you. Yeah. So I feel like we've really, really given you a lot of different options, different things to try. And do you know what? I would actually love anyone listening to this. If if there's something that you do that we haven't covered that really helps you fill up your cup, 
come over to Instagram and comment on the post for this episode and let us know so that we can share that with other people as well, because it really is about trial and error, finding what works for you and keeping your cup full. So thanks everyone for listening and we will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening, lady. If you love this episode as much as I loved recording it, please leave me a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, come and join me on Instagram at Jamie Lee White or in my VIP Facebook community, Everyday Queens, Women in Business Creating Their Dream Life, where I share all of my business and mindset advice. Until then, have a beautiful week.